Our scripture lesson for today is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Well, this is the Easter story as we're used to hearing it, and yet this is such an unusual Easter for us. It is going to be such a different day for so many of us. And in these troubling times, we have this desire to have a deeper connection with God. I think, I think so many of us want to be able to see God. We want to be able to know that God is there, that God is active, that God is worried and cares and loves us even through these times. And so I th always found it interesting in this story that when the women go to the tomb, they're going, of course, to anoint the body. They expect that they're simply going to find this body that had been hastily prepared because the Sabbath was approaching. And so they go prepared to deal with the body the way it ought to be dealt with. And when they arrive, Jesus isn't there. There's, there's an angel there to greet them. And I've always kind of wondered, why did Jesus leave. I mean, it's not as if Jesus couldn't have simply been sitting up waiting for the ladies and then say, good morning, how are you? Um, I'm alive, everything's okay. I always wonder why he had to not be there in the tomb. And yet, when the ladies arrive, look at what the angel says to the ladies who are looking for him. They say, he is not here, for he has been raised. For he has been raised, because he has been raised. See, there's something special about the resurrection. There's something special about the resurrection that takes it beyond a mere resuscitation. There's something about the resurrection that is more than just a restoration to life. And so we need to remember that resurrection is more than restoration. We need to remember that Jesus healed dead people in his ministry, right? We remember that he healed Lazarus. He healed Jairus' daughter. He came upon dead people, and he was able to bring them back to life. And yet we don't call those resurrections. We simply call them healings. What's the difference? The difference is that those people whom he healed went on to live the rest of their lives and then died the way we all will die. See, they lived, but they lived simply the way they had been living before. But resurrection is more. 
Resurrection is more than a simple restoration to the way things were. Resurrection is leading us to something better, something more. And so the angel says to them that Jesus is going ahead of you, that that's the message to the disciples. Jesus is going ahead of you. Jesus has gone on to something better, to something more. You see, if Jesus had waited for them, had Jesus had just been sitting there, I think the expectation would have been, okay, that's great, this is amazing, but now let's just go back to the way things were. Let's just keep doing what we were doing. Come on, Jesus, come on back to the house. You must be hungry. We'll, we'll make you a nice breakfast. But instead, by not being there, the challenge to the disciples was to follow him to a new mission. Follow him to something new. When, he, when they go to Galilee and they see him, what's he going to do? He's going to give them a new expansive mission that tells them to keep going. He's going to give them that thing we call the Great Commission, telling them to go and make disciples of all nations. They're being told that they need to move forward, not just back to the way things were. You see, we are followers of Jesus. And as followers of Jesus, we have to remember that following means someone else is leading. It means someone else is moving. It means someone else is taking us somewhere. And so we're not followers if we don't change. You see, if all we've done is add Jesus to our lives, then what have we really done? We've treated Jesus as if, you know, he's some kind of condiment. He makes our life a little better, but doesn't actually change it. Instead, the point of following is movement. The point of following is to accept the idea that we aren't supposed to be where we are, but instead we are supposed to be somewhere further. And when we get to that further place, the promise is that we will see Jesus. Now, obviously, in this time, at this moment, we aren't going anywhere physically. But that's okay, because we weren't going to see Jesus physically no matter where we went. Even if we went out into the world, if we went out into the places where Jesus is leading us to go, we would only be seeing Jesus as a matter of attitude. We would be seeing Jesus in our minds and in our hearts, but we wouldn't be seeing him physically. So the promise of following Jesus is to see him in a different way. The promise of following Jesus is to see the image of Jesus in our minds. And we can do that without going out of our homes. And so as we're in our homes... And as we're seeing what's happening in the world, and as we're interacting with others, one of my questions to you is, what is the attitude or mindset that brings you closer to Jesus? If your mind, if your attitude, if, if the way you're being is, is here, where is Jesus? What is the attitude of Jesus? What is the mindset of Jesus? How does Jesus think about a situation? How does Jesus think about a circumstance? And, and what does it take for you to be able to move your mind, to move your attitude, so that it becomes closer to that of Jesus? Now, I think there are certain things happening in our lives that may already be doing that. 
I think that in this time where we're being forced into new ways of being, perhaps we're becoming more patient, or at least I hope we are. Maybe we're becoming more appreciative of others, and and I really hope that that's happening. And maybe somewhere in this, we're actually becoming better people. And as we become better people, we start to experience the resurrection hope. We start to experience the resurrection promise because the resurrection hope is the promise of better. You know, what's one of the things that we say, and maybe I don't think it's necessarily the nicest thing to say, or sometimes it just sounds, sounds a little off. But when someone dies, we often do remind one another that he or she is in a better place. And that's supposed to be a consolation. And, and yes, that pales in comparison to the fact that we've lost someone. But within it is that reminder that it is not simply that the person has not vanished from existence forever, but rather that they are actually in a better place. That the resurrection hope is the promise that we go from what we know, that we go from what we've been, that we go to something better and not just a continuation of what is. The resurrection hope is the promise of what can be. And we're reminded in the story that what can be is not deterred by what is. What can be is not deterred by all the tragedy of the world. What can be cannot be defeated by the powers of darkness. It cannot be defeated by the things that happen around us because what can be is promised to us by God. Promised to us by God. Shown to us in raising Jesus from the dead. And so go forth from here. Go forth mentally. Go forth in attitude. Go forth knowing that you can become a better person. Go forth knowing that what can be can be no matter what. Amen. And now I invite you to listen to our band perform another song as we prepare for time of pastoral prayer and then the practice of communion.